I've seen mountains being moved. I've seen giants being slain. There is nothing left to prove. There is nothing left to say. My guide, my guide, you are. My guide, my guide, you are. There is nothing left to prove. There is nothing left to say. As my God is on the move, and it didn't start today. Hi, and welcome back to HFC. Sorry for that. Um, not exactly the best at recording yet. I still have trouble figuring stuff out, and I couldn't figure out. But anyway, that's um, I don't know. Kind of feels weird, but I just wanted to share that because. It kind of goes with our, our our verse today. That's a song that I've been writing kind of on and off. And it's um, it's really been in my head, um, especially today, which I feel like that was for a reason. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. Welcome back to HFC. Um, this week, we're talking about the promise that God will come one day. Um, and, and for this, we're basically looking at specifically focusing on one that I don't know why, but it gives me a lot of peace. I feel like sometimes in the world we hear things like, oh, your God doesn't care, your God isn't coming, your God isn't doing this, your God isn't doing that. And maybe even not even just in the world, but our own thoughts, we we got to get in our head like, why hasn't God come through with this? Why hasn't God come through with that? Why hasn't this happened or that happened? Why am I not achieving the things that I, I thought I should be achieving or that God promised me? Like, And we start to doubt and we start to to worry. And this is um, actually kind of a verse that brings me a lot of peace. It is 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. It says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. And then it continues, and I just think that's important because it feels like what most of us um, remember from this verse. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. So it's not particularly the second part that makes me a lot of peace. I mean, it's an inevitability. Like it's going to happen because God has promised that it will happen. And he says there will be a day that he comes back and all that will happen. The part that brings me peace is I feel like a lot of times we have a misunderstanding that something isn't happening because we're not, I don't know, we're not doing enough or that God has failed us or that like God has failed us or that we're just not doing enough at that moment or or something like that. Like we're not good enough or that we were wrong and we start to let those spirits of disbelief and um, doubt start to creep in and to change what we know that God told us. But this is once again, one of those things where if we kind of change our mindset and understand that it isn't God being slow to give us a promise or God believing that we no longer, you know, have the capability because in all honesty, we never have the capability, period. Um, sometimes what God is doing is waiting. Maybe you believe yourself to be ready, but you're not quite ready yet. Maybe it's a test of your patience or your faith. Because, I mean, how prepared are we to continue on a promise or plan that God has for us? Is every time there's a moment's note or 
every time we find ourselves having to wait for something, for some promise or plan to come through, we start getting doubts already. I feel like for all of these promises and plans that God is is making for us, patience and you know faithfulness is key to all of them. So in a sense, how could he possibly give us something if we can't even wait a day or a month or even a year for some of these things? We're already asking, like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And in some cases, it's it's longer than a year. But I can only think back on those verses that we covered when we were talking about the ident- our identity and think back on the, the verse that talked about us being a workmanship, that God is continuously preparing us for things, that if he hasn't given it to us, this verse is saying it's for a reason. Because he isn't slow to act because he's lazy or, sorry again, he's, he's not lazy, he's not forgetting, he's not prioritizing it like we would believe slowness to be. If someone's being slow for us, we're like, oh, well, they just don't think it's important or well, they just don't care or well, they just forgot. Oh, And we have all these different reasons for why someone might be slow to fulfilling a promise that they made to us. When in actuality for God, it's not about, oh, he doesn't care. Oh, he doesn't want to. It's a matter of fact of, He's waiting so that, as it says, so that none would perish, that all should reach repentance. And and sometimes I believe this to mean, like when I was reading this, it kept giving me a piece that it's not because I'm not capable of it, it's because I'm, I'm not, it's not because there's something wrong with me, it's not because I was wrong and misunderstood God, it's because of the simple fact that God is waiting for me to have the correct amount of patience, to have the correct amount of faith, because if I were to be placed in that position of whatever he wants to put me in, whether it be as simple as being the person to talk to one person or being the person to talk to millions of people, that if I'm not properly prepared, then I could lead to the misleading of so many different people. And so it's not necessarily because he's forgotten or he's being lazy, like we would assume other people would be slow. It's solely for the purpose of you believe yourself to be prepared, but when we lean on God's understanding, we realize that perhaps you're not as prepared. Or in some cases, possibly there's someone who's meant to do it with you, or there's someone that's meant to go along with you or a team or or something like that, and they're not quite ready. And if you were to be pushed along um, in your plan, then they would not have a spot in your plan because they're not quite ready. And so what I find myself having a lot of peace in is realizing that one of the verses that I used to, and it's so difficult, um, that one verse, I don't, I always forget where the verse is from, but I know the verses where God says, be still and know that I am God. And I'm going to look that up really quickly. Psalm 4610 says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And yet, I sometimes feel like we forget that, that there is a patience aspect to all of these different things. Not only that, I was actually, this is kind of related to the verse, but not entirely. I was actually reminded of the story of Daniel in the lion's den. And I kept saying like to God, I was praying and I was just like, God, like, why can't you put me in a better situation? (laughs) Like, why can't you make it easier on me? Like, um, I was reading so many verses that are talking about how we should have someone to hold us accountable or we should have, and I'm not saying you can't and you shouldn't have people to hold you accountable. It was more of the fact of, I was saying, well, where is my friend that I'm supposed to, that's supposed to hold me accountable? Because one of the verses that I had read, and I don't remember what it was, it was in a Bible plan, was talking about the importance of having a friend or friends to hold you accountable to the word of God. 
And so it said something along the lines, if you fall, then they can lift you up. And if they fall, you can lift them up. And I'm like, God, where is my person? Where is my person that's supposed to be right here with me? Why can't you give me an easier situation? Why? Why can't you do this? Why can't you do that? And I'm over here complaining. And in my head pops Daniel in the lion's den. And I'm reminded of the fact that sometimes we're not going to be in easy situations. We're supposed to pray and believe regardless. I can't imagine that it was very peaceful and the best situation to be thrown in a pitch dark lion's den with hungry lions who haven't been fed, praying and believing and, and hearing their snarls echoing off the cave and and maybe they're like snoring and just being absolutely terrified and possibly, well, not possibly, he was definitely struggling with some doubt. There was prob- There was definitely some things trying to speak to him and confuse him and to mislead him and to make him doubt his faith in God. And so all I can think is, there was never a situation where people, where where God did something amazing, where people were just, it was great and then it became greater. But we know that 2 Corinthians 12 said, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And, I don't know necessarily why it gives me so much peace, but every time I read that, and maybe it it kind of makes you feel the same way, but every time I read that, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it's a good reminder to stop thinking of things in our own understandings, to believe that, oh, God has forgotten me, God has forsaken me, God has done this. And and I know that we're not supposed to, and it's 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 very like, well, duh, you're not supposed to. God obviously is in person. But I know at the same time that realistically it happens. We have those thoughts intrude. We have those thoughts come in. So it's a just, it's a really nice verse that gives me a lot of peace. And and I don't even remember how long ago I read it. I didn't write any notes on this. I was just, I was, I was doing something. I don't know if someone, if it was brought up in church, but it, it's just been in my head for the past couple of days. And it has just been giving me so much peace. And it, it just reminds me that, we have to learn to lean on God's understanding. And that so many times as we're going throughout our days and, and busy with work and busy with whatever you're busy with, that thought kind, kind of starts to push out of your mind that you should be leaning on God's understanding, that you should stop looking at what's around you, stop worrying about what's around you and understand that one, God has not forgotten you. And two, that if something hasn't happened, it's not because God is punishing you. It's because if anything, it says, patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. He's not punishing you. He is not trying to hurt you. He's not trying to make it torturous. His goal is to make sure that everybody reaches repentance. Everybody has a chance to reach repentance. And his goal isn't to make you suffer. It's to help you prosper. I mean, we have Jeremiah 29.11, which says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And so all these verses just remind us that despite the situation, despite what we may believe, that when God is slow to come to or to bring a plan to fruition, to bringing things in and promises and, and gifts to light, it's not because he's punishing you. It's not because he's being slow to kind of hurt you or make you suffer or, or keep you in a bad situation. It's because there is something more going on. There is a a perfect moment where when it's done just right, that it will lead to the maximum amount of prosper, the maximum amount of peace and salvation for people around you. And so 
While it may seem so, it's all in his perfect timing. Anyway, with that, let's go ahead and end this episode um, with a prayer. Dear God, thank you for, first off, never forgetting us. Forgiving us verses like this to give us peace in those moments where it feels like we've been waiting forever for you to bring forth the promises and the plans that we feel that you've had for us for so long. Lord, I just thank you for being faithful and dependable, for being that rock, our salvation, our our strong, our strong footing that will never let us down or forsake us and that we can always depend on. Lord, I thank you for always being there, for always providing your grace that is sufficient for us, even in our weakness, in our struggles, in our struggle situations. Lord, I just pray that you keep us from temptation, you lead us from sin, Lord, and I pray that you forgive us of our sins and that you continue to help us to meditate on this word and just really allow it to impact our hearts, minds, and spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray all these things. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of HFC. I really hope you enjoyed it. And yeah, just, I guess what I was trying to say this entire time is don't think of God as a person who's trying to, in real life, like you get ghosted or something. Someone just blows you off. He's not blowing you off. He's waiting for the perfect time. He's waiting for you to be in the right position so that when you finally do go to your plan, I promise that you're ready for it and that you're going to be able to do the most because you have the faith and the patience to support you. Anyways, have a great week. God bless. Thank you for listening in.